Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We love it here, Buttes. It's one of our favourite locations. And uh, standing alongside us is John O'Cooper, who won a tournament earlier this week. Firstly, let me go to you, Michael. Good morning, mate. Great to see you. Steve-O, good to be back, mate. I know we were missing in action last week, <laughs> but we are back this week. As you said, we're at the tennis club, and, yeah, it's a great location. Apparently one of the best coffees going around. Yeah, absolutely. How do you like uh, my wow. apparel on this Saturday morning? I can't believe you've whacked on the Wimbledon T-shirt as well. Yeah. When in Rome, do as the Romans, apparently. Yeah. Can I ask you this question? Who here in the room is seeing King Richard? I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. I'm sure Jono has. Of course he has. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you enjoy it as much? I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I rated it. I thought it was a really good movie. Mm. Is yeah. it on the money? Because if you had have asked me about Richard Williams, I would have said, absolute nutcase. Maybe not in the Demir Dockage kind of category, but what were your thoughts? Because they portrayed him as just a passionate dad, not over the top, if anything, loving and caring towards his kids. Yeah, I mean, every tennis parent does go over the top sometimes <laughs> in, some, <laughs> in some shape or form. But, um, yeah, look, he just wanted his uh, girls to succeed, and they did. Well, he did it's, that well and truly. Like, you know, Serena's obviously gone on to be one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, and Venus, the start of her career, was phenomenal. Yeah, and, you know, it really focuses on Venus. And uh, i tell you what is amazing about the movie, too, and spoiler alert, but I can't believe he had a blueprint for the girls before they were born. And it was all after watching a, a young lady who made $40,000 in four days playing tennis. Mm. And he realised, light bulb moment, that he couldn't make that in 12 months. Mm. And so before they were even born, he wanted his girls to play tennis, Jono. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a bit silly. It sounds a bit silly, but I know parents are dedicated to the sport. Um, you do, do get those avid lovers uh, of the sport and they just like pursue it. Like, no, tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's interesting when you think about, like, you know, he had this blueprint and he had this thought in his head that his girls were going, were going to go down this path. Mm. Um, to think that he was able to do that and achieve that is quite remarkable when you consider, you know, the, I don't know, you know, he's basically just put a tennis racket in their hand from yeah. day dot. And, and don't forget where he put a tennis racket in their hand. They're, they're in Compton in pretty much south-central Los Angeles. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's gang members. In fact... Uh, after I watched the movie, because Steve-O likes the facts, <laughs> I don't like too much Hollywood gloss on a movie, but that's factual that he was actually assaulted by gang members. Yeah, I know. Uh, watching the movie, obviously seeing him get you know, hurt a couple times and uh, putting his body on the line for his kids. Uh, obviously, you've got to go through that stuff to be who you are these days, but I know that, ha- that happening, uh, it's one in a million. Mm. Like Getting the kids to go through and become professionals like that, that's just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not only to become professional, but to become... The best. The best yeah. that they were. Like, that is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of parents out there now who have got this blueprint all printed yeah. up or whatever it may well, be. When I walked walked in this morning, I thought, gee, I wish I'd have brought my kids to Tanners <laughs> at, the t- at the tender age of four. Hey, John, I was a coach. How did you view it? Because... Yeah, Richard Williams takes his daughters, oh, basically they uproot and they move from South Central Los Angeles to Florida. Yeah, uh, that's what you have to do. You have to sacrifice to take your, 
kids to a bigger tennis center, get their names out there. And, um, yeah, they came across a, a pretty good coach. And then, uh, you know, he wanted to change the, the path and put them into tournaments. But the dad had other plans and didn't want them to play tournaments until they were about 16. And one 17. of the reasons, Buttes, is because uh, the Jennifer Capriati. Yep. Like, uh, he was concerned that they'd, they'd burn out and spiral and it had all happened too soon. John, I'm just curious, what's the pathway here? Like, you know, a young kid who you see potentially in, uh, on the Central Coast here, where does he or she need to go or what are the steps they need to take to, you know, make their way through to uh, that top level? Yeah, uh, first thing is pretty much have a have a good solid team around you. So if you've got your coach, fitness trainer, your parents are on board, you know, a good solid team that backs you, commits to the sport, uh, that's number one. Uh, trusting the process is number two. Um, not having any doubts behind you, but then number three is planning that out towards training and tournament schedules throughout the year. Um, you can do that from anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. You don't have to live in Sydney. You don't have to live uh, in a big um, city to do so. You just have to have the right people behind you and the right um, schedule. So there's no Florida mecca here in Australia that you, you know, it's, you know, all, well not all, but most tennis players will go through as they take the next step up? I think the, the main reason why the, the Williams sisters did that um, is because of the funding. So King Richard, yeah, he didn't have a lot of money obviously behind him. So yep. he got scholarships to the, the big academy in, uh, in Florida. Um, and that obviously helped the process for the girls to, to fund their tennis. Yeah, and this one sounds obvious, but, you know, kind of watching my own children and probably yours too, Buttes, because they're great athletes, is you've got to retain a real love for the sport if you want to make it to the highest level because it does become such hard work and sometimes you just got to remind them, do you love the game? Mm. And if you do, just get out and play as hard as you can. Uh, you probably would have loved, you know, the coaches telling Venus to do one thing. And yet the dad is telling her to do something else. You probably come across that yourself. <laughs> Happens right in front of my eyes. Uh, I can be on court with a lesson and I'll be telling the kid one thing and I've got a parent telling me do, to do another. Yeah. Um, so it happens, you know, day in, day out. But uh, I guess that's where we have to talk amongst ourselves and make sure we're on the same page so we're a fully fitted team. Because yeah. this, this, I'm assuming this parent has so much experience when it comes to tennis as well. <laughs> yeah. They've probably played in an enormous amount of tournaments, etc. Uh, yeah, the big one for uh, the big one for Richard Williams was open stance, wasn't it? Oh yeah, he refused on that closed stance, which was the first thing that I think the first coach they they went to said, "You need to start playing closed stance." Mm. And he was like, nope, nope, that's not going to happen yeah. for us. Yeah. Hey, hey Jono, one of the mm. reasons you came on first thing this morning is uh, here at Gosford Tennis Centre, there was a tournament earlier this week, a three-day tournament, and you're going to be far too humble, but you won five games, including the final. Uh, congratulations, mate. <laughs> Thanks, boys. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us more about the tournament, because you came in with your number two seed behind Nick DeVivo. Yeah, so originally I think I was uh, on the acceptance list as number three. Um, but we had one uh, one of the boys, Riley Courtney, who's local, he pulled out. So that moved me up to number two. Uh, Nick DeVivo, number one. Um, so it was pretty good having the two locals as the number one seed. in Australian money tournament, meaning anyone from Australia or around Australia can play the tournament. Mm. Um, the prize pool was worth seven and a half grand. So... We did see some faces that uh, wouldn't normally play in the smaller comps, so it was good. Hey, is this correct? So Nick has a buy in round one, and Nick is, if you haven't heard us talk about him, he's about six foot eight, serves at over 200. 
He's had a bye in round one, but then he had a real challenge in round two against Ethan Domingo. Yeah, he did. Um, did, did. Did that go three sets? Uh, no, no, no. It didn't go three sets. He just was challenged by him. He's a younger kid, and I think it was just first round, you know, mm. just warming up into the tournament for himself. So once he got through him, he felt pretty comfortable. But he is carrying a slight injury at the moment with his shoulder. So we did see him withdraw in the third round. Um mm due to that shoulder injury so we're really trying to look after that to make sure he can play the next tournament yeah and yeah and you uh you had a fantastic game in the semi you said that was maybe your biggest challenge it was it was that match went for about two hours oh. um yeah uh i was completing my first couple rounds in the, in 45 minutes uh which is pretty good time but um yeah the the semi finally really pushed me i thought it was going to go to three sets mm. i had two match points early on and then he came back and it was a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, six four, six three in that semi. Uh, no, no, no. It was seven five, seven six. Oh, oh, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the wrong column. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations, mate. Hey, just back to the um, King Richard movie again. Was it against a rancher Sanchez Vicario? The tournament that was in California, and that was a really interesting insight. I wonder how a rancher feels about it watching it back because they showed her. So Venus is playing her first professional tournament. As a 14-year-old, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then a rancher who's a three-time Grand Slam winner at the time, she is getting absolutely pasted by Venus. Yeah, wow. And it's fantastic to watch. And then a rancher takes a, you know, uh, she takes a personal break. She goes to the bathroom for about 15 minutes, comes back, and she's gone through a metamorphosis and wins the match. But how do you feel that was portrayed in the movie? Uh, well, a lot of that does go on uh, around the tennis scene. Uh, you know, as of late, I think there's a little bit of controversy with um, Stefanos Tsitsipas. He takes his bathroom breaks as, a, I think, a tactical thing mm. um, to break the rhythm of the uh, opponent's momentum. Well, players are going to do that. If, if they've got the ability, if the window's there, they're going to take it. <laughs> if you're struggling and you, you know, feel that you need this mental break or you need to stop some sort of momentum, and, and I guess the only thing they can do is change that up you know, the head body as to ways that they can get around it. You know, whatever whatever change they do make, players and coaches will work it out eventually again. Yeah, oh. when, I, when I watched it, I thought, you know, poor old Arantxa Sanchez, all these years later, she's pretty much thrown under the bus. But, I mean, they are some of the tactics that we see at the highest level, aren't they? Uh, I really like the way that Venus was portrayed. I mean, has she been spotless, Jono, through her career? She's always seemed to have a lot of grace, in my opinion. Yeah, she's been a really good athlete for the sport. Uh, everyone's looked up to her. She hasn't had too many things go, uh, I would say, badly towards her name. Um, she's a really graceful winner, and she's a really graceful loser too. What do you think happened there? Like, you know, she obviously, her career started, and she was, you know, the sister out of the two. Dynamite. Yeah, and Serena obviously just took over after that, and, you know, obviously has gone on to win 20-odd Grand Slams, which is phenomenal. Was it just she didn't have the game to go with the modern style of play or whatever it was? Oh, look, I wouldn't say she didn't go with it because, you know, she's still a multiple-time Grand Slam winner. Yep. You know, uh, they became the duo with the doubles on mm. court as well, won mo most Grand Slams. But I think just, you know, the younger sibling coming through and taking over, I mean, you know, it's probably tough to swallow sometimes. Just took the spotlight away from... And again, you know, they're two amazing athletes who have done remarkably in the, terms of their career. There's a line in the movie, and I hope I haven't given too much away to our listeners. Mate, they, they don't need to watch the movie anymore. <laughs> no, there's a line in the movie where the dad says to Venus, or says to Serena, 
He says, your sister is going to be the best in the world. And he says, but you, this is to Serena, you're going to be the best of all time. Mm. And th this is when she's like 10. He's already had that planned out for her. I think just Serena watching the sister going out, playing tournaments when Serena was ready. Yep. But she was, he was really just holding, holding back, waiting for her to just, I think, envy that and then make her hungrier to, to go out and be better. Yeah, off the top of my head, Butes, I would have said that Venus won about seven or eight Grand Slams. So I've just done a quick Wikipedia. So she wins the Australian Open in 2003 and 2017. The French in 2002, Wimbledon, 2000, 2001, 2005, 7 and 8, and the US Open in 2000 and 2001. So when did she win the Australian Open? 2003 and what? 2017? Yeah. yeah. 14 years later. Yeah. Incredible. It so, is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So the movie King Richard, uh, you know, we love a good sports movie, don't we? Thanks, Bill Collins. That was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jono, uh, what else is coming up, mate? Any tournaments over the summer that we should look out for? Uh, I mean, this is when tennis kind of kicks off. We've got the Australian Open, obviously, in uh, January. But, um, yeah, tennis goes nuts uh, around just here, Gosford Tennis Centre. You find a tennis centre, you'll, you'll see the population grow by 50% just because of the summer sport. Uh, but we've got the 2022 um, Club Championships in November. Uh, so that'll be hosted here, obviously, and uh, we'll see some big names come through. And, you know, even though it's not a big tournament uh, over Australia, you know, it's your club. You want to you try and get your name on the trophy on the board inside. How many times do you want it? Uh, I've won it twice and lost to Nick DeVivo last year, though. He's, yeah. uh, he, he's the defending champion. Right, hey, second revenge. Mate, uh, thanks for your time. Great to see you. I know you've got a coaching session coming up very soon, but uh, thanks again for your hospitality, yourself and Jackie here at the Tennis Centre. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, boys. John O'Cooper, our first guest this morning. Great to have him back on the show.